0: Jump into it. We're just gonna say hello like this. I'm not gonna do my normal intro. I don't feel like yelling at you today, this afternoon, or this morning, whenever you're listening. This evening, I don't know. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I didn't feel like doing my normal intro. I'm feeling like a moody bitch. Okay, so we're just gonna we're just gonna roll. How are we doing? We have such a beautiful episode today, and I honestly just want to jump into it and let you enjoy. But I have a a few quick updates. Very quick, okay? I want to say thank you for all the love on last week's episode. If you haven't heard it, it's honestly one of the solo episodes that I'm most proud of. It's very short. It's like 23 minutes, and For some reason, I used to be stuck to this notion of time dictating the impact or meaning of something. So like if an episode wasn't over, I don't know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes in my head, I was like, it's not good enough. Like there's not enough information or something as if more equals better, which we know is not the case except like more men that's always better right i'm just kidding i mean i don't know anyway so i love the way that it turned out i feel like it was really impactful honestly and i love how many messages i got about like wow fuck i needed this like are you in my brain like i'm feeling the same way i always have these thoughts i always this i always that and that makes me like i hate that we all have these thoughts but i love that we can all like work through them together and not feel isolated cuz i just don't want anyone to feel isolated in anything they're going through you know so yeah and i also love that i love that i talk about what i'm going through in that very moment like i love that i keep this podcast and i want to keep doing that in the future is just keeping it as real time as i possibly can it feels very like authentic to me and i really enjoy that. And not that pre-recorded stuff isn't real-time. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, sometimes I have conversations that are recorded weeks before with guests. But when it's just like us, when it's just you and me, you and I, like my intros, solo episodes, I I really want those to always be real-time, as real-time as I can get, okay? So in today's real-time update, it's Wednesday, April 6th, 2.54 p.m., And let me tell you, a bitch is in her feels this week. And I'll tell you why real quick. My dad's anniversary of his passing is tomorrow, April 7th. And somehow it will be 10 years. And I can't believe it. You know, like I can't fucking believe it's been 10 years. And it honestly hits like a bitch every single time, every single year. And it's like my body knows, my heart knows, my mind knows. It takes me back 10 years ago to one of just the lowest moments of my life So I think everything just feels a little bit heavier this week I'm very sensitive. I'm very emotional. I've cried so many times this week Um, but I know that it's for a reason. I know that it's so valid and i'm trying to just give myself as much compassion as I can I know he's always with me and I you know I hope that i'm just making him proud because I feel like still, even though he's not here anymore, like physically, I just still feel so proud to have had him as my dad. I can't keep talking about this because I will fucking cry. Um, <laughs> here we go again. And I can't cry because I just did my makeup because I'm going on a podcast. I'm going on somebody else's podcast. <sighs> grief is so real loss is so real and it's something called life (laughs) you know it doesn't make life any less beautiful i think it just makes it a little bit harder and even though i would give up anything in the world okay anything to have him back in my life i'm just so grateful that i even had him in the first place and i know i still have him but you know what i mean so yeah that's where i'm at this week And if any of you struggle with grief or loss or anything, you know, you can always hit me up. I got you because this shit is not fun, but you're not alone, you know? Okay, let's brighten the mood back up (laughs) with our beautiful guest for this week. We have Natalie McMillan on the podcast today and holy fuck, I could not have had more fun talking to her. We recorded yesterday. So this is like pretty real time. We recorded yesterday on Tuesday. We'd never spoken before, met anything. Um, she lives in LA. But I instantly felt like we were friends. I felt safe. I felt so just at ease. She made me feel just so comfortable. And I'm so grateful for that. And I fucking love meeting people like that. And did I mention she's a Sag? I love my, my Sagittariuses, okay? My mom is a Sag and I fucking... I love them. I love them. So, okay, a little bit about Natalie because we literally just dove in. Like, I didn't even let her introduce herself. We just got right to it. And I want you guys to know a little bit about her before you hear the conversation. Like I said, she lives in LA. She is the founder and sole creative behind her insanely fucking beautiful lifestyle brand, Natalie McMillan. She's a jewelry designer, like handcrafted jewelry designer. She expanded into art, apparel, perfumes. Um, Her blood sugar baby perfume was featured in Vogue, cash, Casual, and it's been selling out like crazy, so I need to go grab one of those immediately. And lucky for us, she also co-hosts a podcast with her best friend, Corinne Fox, and the podcast is called Am I Doing This Right? And I've been loving it. If you guys are listening to my podcast and you enjoy me fucking talk shit, you will love them okay love them so I'm so excited for you guys to hear our conversation I told her I was like you're coming back like I'm sorry there's just no ifs ands or buts you're coming back for part two and yeah Go give her some love. I'll leave all the links below, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I want to start talking about body image. Okay. So this is something I could talk about for literally days because, unfortunately, it's had such a place in my life. Same. But I would love to know, like, what's the narrative behind this conversation for you as of late? Like, when someone brings body image up, like, what comes to mind lately? I think what comes to mind lately with body, like I struggled so much from, I'm going to say like 12 till 25, 26 maybe. Um, And then somehow I kind of started getting it. I kind of started putting pieces together, like, hold on. I think actually I was listening to your to this podcast and you were saying like you can't hate yourself into like loving yourself. Um and I just was like this has never served me. It's I've never it's never done anything good for me. But it's also a really hard thing to get out of when it's such a societally um promoted thing, right? And when you say when you say you struggled with it, what does that mean? What does that look like? So I think the first time I was like aware that other people could even like perceive my body was when I was a, like eleven, twelve, because I started getting boobs. Like I had by the time I was thirteen, I had like double D's. Like wow, boobs. So you developed early. Yes. So all of a sudden I had girls talking, boys talking, teachers. I literally had teachers who were like, are you stuffing your bra? Like asking me questions like that. And I was just so mortified because all of a sudden I wasn't a person anymore. I was a body. Right. And... It just kind of snowballed from there. And beyond that, you know, growing up, we grew up in a time when Paris Hilton and Nicole Ritchie were were it, right? And they were, I mean, looking back, they're legitimately skeletal. And that's what we were supposed to, like, strive for. And it was just like, how? How am I going to do that? And I remember reading in 17 magazine. This is how crazy this shit was, that they literally put that Giselle, the the model, was 5'11 and like 118 pounds. And I think at the time I was 118 pounds, but I was like the same height I am now, which is like 5'4. And I thought, I just have to be 5'11. I just have to grow to be 5'11. You know, what's crazy is First of all, we didn't even. I'm 29. How you're you're 28, right? 28, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Okay. So we grew up without even social media being in our face the way it is now, right? Thank God, or I don't know what where I would have ended up because it already fucked me up. Yeah. Right. Like it already fucked me up. So it's like I can't even imagine if I was growing up with all this information right now. But I remember. There was this like generator that you could put your stats in and it would tell you what you like the ideal weight, like your dream weight basically. Oh my and so I did, I did that shit and of course I was like the I mean I I never thought about health, I just thought about a number. Same. Same. But like how fucked that that's what was like normal. That was normal. So fucked up. And then beyond that, the fact that and I'm hoping people move away from this now, this whole BMI absolute bullshit. I mean, at my healthiest, I was, I weighed more because I was working out a lot. I had a lot of muscle on. I, so I have type 1 diabetes. Before I was diagnosed, I lost a ton. I was literally dying. And my doctor was like, congratulations on the weight loss. Mind you, I'm not like an over. I'm not even overweight. But she was like, your BMI is like getting too high for your weight, for your height. And then she congratulated me on dying. Insanity. Absolute insanity. There's such a shift in this conversation. Thank God. I mean, I still, I think we have a ways to go, but there's such a shift. We have so much more. There's so much more celebration of all different bodies, which yes. thank God we. There's no one right way to look, and not one right way that we can that we all should live our lives. And like health looks different on everybody, right? Yes. And also, bo- like the fact that body types fucking trended, like the fact that there were like trends, like, and I, I, I felt for all of them when I was growing up. Like, oh yeah. 'Cause I, I didn't know, right? Like, I mean, for me it was different and it's a long story, but but still, like for for me, it really fucked me up when I was like twenty. I think it started to really mess with me, like twenty-one, twenty-two, because I had always been very thin my whole life. Like I just grew up, I was like, no ass, no boobs, just like thin. Uh-huh. So for me it was like the opposite where all my friends had boobs and I was like flat and I was so mortified yes. that I didn't have boobs. Like for me it was like That was such a thing. Ask me why. When I was 25, I got a boob job, and I swear to you, my therapist and I were like, I swear that's where it starts. Like, I swear that's why. Like, not because of that. I wanted a boob job. I wanted a boob job. But still, like, I know this shit, like, has been coming up for years, right? But yes. For me, it started when I, you know, like I said, I always looked the same. Like, my body never really relatively changed when I was growing up. I ate whatever the fuck I wanted. I, you know, I would go to the gym here and there, but that's it. Yeah. Um, and then after, when I was like 20, 21, my body kind of started to change a little bit. Like I, that's when I kind of started developing, like I was such a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got a little, you know, little hips and like, I'm a, I'm taller and, and I got a little more boobs and whatever. And I was just like, holy fuck, like what is happening? Like, this is wrong. Like in my eyes, if it, if it didn't look like what I had seen and what I had perceived as beautiful and what I had understood as beautiful, even though that is not the narrative that was told to me in my house Mm -hmm. that's what we all thought right Right. so that's when it started to really um fuck with me so it's I've literally spent the last three four years of my 20s trying to fix this like trying to fix how much damage that did yes it's just so crazy to I, I think anytime our bodies change even a little bit like I even catch myself sometimes like I'll be like around my period or whatever and I'm just like bloated and I'm like, Oh my God, I put on 10 pounds in one day. Oh my la, And then I like spiral. And then I'm like, hold on, what am I doing? Like, and even if I did, who the fuck cares? No one gives a shit, you know? But I also think that with this age of like social media And being, you know, just a woman on the internet, we always think somebody's going to comment. Somebody's going to make a comment. Somebody's going to notice, you know, and, and come for me. And it's just such an unhealthy mindset to constantly have to be in. And I think that I feel like recently in the past couple years, and maybe because of the pandemic, but... Um, that people have just realized what's important and what's not. And the fact that I think diet culture, I didn't really realize like just how pervasive it was until I was like sitting in my house by myself every day. And I'm like, oh, I'm not here. It was all about, um, you know, COVID everything. I was never hearing about, keto or fucking vegan or whatever was the trend at the time on Instagram, on TV, on all the ads. And so I was, it kind of like left my brain and I started just like eating what made me feel good. And I thought, holy shit, (laughs) like I feel better. I, I'm not like concerned about what I'm eating. I'm not like thinking like, oh my God, like, you're not fixated. I didn't go yeah. on a walk today. I probably shouldn't eat that. Like crazy shit like that. I think being removed from it was so helpful for me. But yeah, being removed was so helpful. And then once I started noticing how pervasive and insane it was, I could I could start to pick it out and be like, oh, hell no. You're going to tell me to intermittent fat de- block, unfollow. Uh, uh-uh, no. Well, it's, it's also like, you know, we have so much information now, whether that's online, on social media, from your friends, from your family, we have so much information in general. Right. Mm. And so I think, and I, I'm saying this as somebody who struggles with these things, I know, and I've learned this in therapy that like, I have to be, I have to be guarded when I am listening to what other people are doing in these in, in these areas of their life. Right. So like example, yeah. if one of my best friends is like, Oh, like I'm trying to tone up, like real example. She, yeah. we were voice learning. She's like, I'm, I'm trying to just like, I haven't been feeling that great. Like I, I'm just going to like, I want to like tone up a little bit. I'm going to go back to just eating my like fats and protein and like do minimal carbs and just do my workouts. Right. And so I maybe a year or two ago, that would have been really triggering for me because I'm like recovering from an eating disorder and from years of like, just diet culture ingrained in my soul. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I don't enjoy talking about these things, obviously, but I can I can now have conversations with people and it's okay. But so what I have to really do is protect myself in the way where I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. Like, love that that works for you. Like, I could never because of my past and like, just how damaging it is for me to restrict myself you know what I mean like and and I literally have to like I have to like say it and I have to verbalize it just so I myself I'm like don't fucking spiral like just because somebody else is doing something doesn't mean it's gonna work for you exactly but it can be hard right if we're like bombarded with like oh this person is doing this and she looks that way so we think that if we do it that way we're gonna look like that and it took me like I wish I would have known that when I was growing up like You could do the same fucking thing as whoever you think is beautiful in your eyes and you would still not look the same because guess what? There's so many more things that go into what we look like than what we eat. Yeah. There's so many more things. So many. I mean, and just like biodiversity for one, but I mean, there's so many things and I'm the exact same way where it's like people will talk about things like that and I think, oh, should I? And then I have to stop myself and be like, actually, I kind of feel bad. For the people that are still doing like, well, I'm going to just like do a month of Atkins or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, damn, they don't know like how nice it is to not do that. you know. And in my experience, it wasn't like I mean, I literally threw everything out the window. I'm like, I'm eating whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm moving, I'm only moving my body in ways that feel good. I'm not going to go do, I used to do like, I would do like a spin class and then I'd go to the gym and like lift weights for like an hour. And then I was like, oh, I'm so tired. It's like, I wonder fucking why, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, super yeah. focused on what I'm eating and I'm working out for two, what am I doing? I'm not a triathlete or whatever. I'm an artist. I don't need to be doing this. <laughs> what? I would do two spin classes in a row. Oh yeah. Okay. We're the same. We are the I good I went to spin class and then I would just stay for the one right after. Yeah. And I felt like the biggest boss bitch doing that. And mm-hmm. I thought that was I thought that was like a gold star for me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I have like no life because my life revolves around my workouts and what I'm eating and the things that are allowed in my diet. I'm literally eating the way a toddler is meant to eat because that's what I thought was good. Uh It's like, fuck, man. When I look back, I'm like, I was not living. No. I look back. I actually, when I look back at that time, I like, I don't even recognize myself. Me either. Yeah. Like, I feel sad for her. Yeah. And, like, I do think it was a necessary journey to, like, get me to where I am now. But, I mean, I look back and I'm like, there's nothing behind the eyes. I'm so tired. And also, I was in constant pain. Like, my knees hurt. My, like, I was always in some sort of physical pain. But I was like, this is good. This means I'm strong. And I wouldn't let myself have a rest, you know. For me to understand, I'm also like a Capricorn and a perfectionist. So it's just like, I also have anxiety. It's like, you know, we have a whole lot of things over here. And so self-care isn't usually the thing that I'm like, let me just run towards that. Now I'm much better about it. yeah. But in those moments for me, that was like a a sign of weakness. Like, what do you mean you're not going to work out on Sunday? What do you mean? Like, what? Are Are you okay? Like, what? It was like, I also think that that is heart that was a big social media thing that I kind of think well and maybe it's because I very selectively follow who I follow but mm-hmm. I feel like in like 2014 15 16 those sort of Instagram years was a big like yeah it was like seven days a week two times a day and if you like your macros like count your macros the like fucking macros I oh, fell in the shit. Too. And I was like, I am strong. I can kick your ass. And I'm like, actually, I'm so exhausted. My brain can't even function. Oh, I mean, I, I was the fittest I've ever... And when I say fittest, I'm using air quotes. And I'm also... I re- I'm referring to it physically, not mentally, emotionally, in any other way. Yes. But I was the fittest I will probably ever be in my life. Same. But I would rather die than be there again because I had oh, yeah. no fucking life. No, I would much rather have – and I just feel so much better now. And beyond that, I was always, like, swollen because I was so inflamed. Also because I'm eating, like, way too much protein. Way, like, I, we just cannot listen to I know Instagram. We have to listen to our own bodies, which I realize is so much easier said than done because I've also been down those like traps of reading like intuitive eating things and being like, well, I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. You know, what's going to happen to me if I do that? But it turns out when you do it, your life really does get better. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely and it's scary as someone who was literally given that intuitive eating book one of I don't know which one it is, but one that my therapist gave me. Like the first week I started to see her, I went to see her for my eating disorder. And that was the first book she gave me. And I was so – I didn't want to let go of my diets and everything I was doing and whatever. took months for her to like work it into me because I thought I was going to walk in there and be like, okay, so – I have this like eating disorder that I don't really like and I want to get rid of it. But I also want you to simultaneously help me continue to lose weight. And she was like, that's not going to fucking, She's like, that's not going to fucking happen. But like, here's what we can do. So after like, I would say like a month or two, probably two, maybe like two months, I finally was like, fuck man, if I'm really going to try this, like I need to, I need to try, I need to go it, like I need to do it. Yeah. And that was what what I had to do was literally, if I wanted to eat something, I had to let myself eat it. If I didn't want to work out, I wasn't going to work out. If I wanted to eat again after a meal, you like she was like, you have to give yourself this permission that you've never, ever given yourself. Yes. And I think that it's just like getting over that first hump is really hard. Oh, brutal. But once you do, I mean, I don't even think twice now. When I'm not kidding, when I was in college, maybe like 1920-ish, I was counting every single calorie. I would not eat past a certain time. I would like all the quote unquote rules. And honestly, I like my body the best now. And it's not the other thing that I just want to point out in case anybody's listening and really resonating. I didn't gain, I didn't stop and then gain like a ton of weight. Yeah, me either. You know, but it's just it's so hard to get out of the mindset because it's so heavily ingrained in us from such a young age. I wouldn't have been able to do it without therapy, honestly, and I'm still working through things. And one of my one of the things that I'm trying to work through that I would love to hear if it happens to you is I am really trying to remove guilt and shame from like situations that are supposed to be fun. So for example, like going out on a Saturday night, let's say I go out, I have one too many drinks as I love to do. Same. And then maybe I want to eat something delicious on Sunday. And like, I just want to fuck it up. And yeah. I just like, you know, cause I like to be healthy during the week. It makes me feel good. I, I enjoy it. Right. Yeah. But, but I like I love to fucking drink and I love to have fun. And, but then that's the thing is like, then I feel guilty, then I feel shameful, and it's like this constant struggle with myself of like, you are allowed to live your life and to have fun, and it's okay, and nothing is gonna happen. But like, I don't know if this happens to you if you ever feel guilty or shameful, but it's, I don't know, like, how can we like navigate that, you know? Yeah, I used to definitely feel that. Um, I haven't had that for a while. Obviously, we all have our days, right? But I think the whole shame and guilt thing I have been able to move past and also the fact that I'm saying this means anyone I'm real cuz I would listen to shit like this all the time when I was in that space and be like I there's no way that that could be me. It could be you, okay? If I'm saying it, you can definitely do this. Um but I think I, a mantra that I kind of gave myself that I think changed the game for me was I would tell myself when I was eating those things or, um, if I was out like having pancakes for breakfast with my friends, right. I would say, I decide what nourishes me. I love that. I decide what nourishes me. And if these pancakes right now and laughing with my friends is nourishing me, this is what's nourishing. This is what's best for my body right now. And if I want to go out to fucking Rocco's down the street and party with the girls and the gays (laughs) and have four margaritas, that's what's nourishing me right now. You know, you know what's what's crazy is I love that so much because nourishing like things that nourish us, it's not all, only nutrients that make us happy and fulfilled. And yeah. I said that to my therapist once is, you know, maybe a year after we had seen each other, started seeing each other. I told her, I was like, I was like, wow, like I was having a great day. And I, we were just like looking back and looking back at like such low moments that I had with her. And I told her, I was like, it's just crazy. Like my life feels so full. Yeah. And I was like, no pun intended. Cause like, I'm actually full as well. Cause now I actually eat more than a toddler right but that that's I I love that that's what that's what I'm gonna try to go back to next time is like you had fun and life isn't all about what the like fucking like it's it's also like we're also in this culture right now which I love of like self-care self-love all this shit I love it I love it so much but it's like I was thinking about this yesterday where it's like we don't always have to be like in self optimization mode. Like you don't right. always have to be making yourself better. Like sometimes you're allowed to just like be like, yes. you can literally just be. And if that means like, you're going to go get fucked up, like you're just being and enjoying. It. And I think that's also important. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. I feel the same way. Cause I do think we get carried away with whatever the trend is at the time. And I really, I'm starting to, the words like self care are starting to drive me crazy. Like I want a different word for it. I know. It's just uh, everywhere. It's everywhere. Just everywhere. It's like, well, what's your self-care routine? I'm like, I don't what does that mean? Am I like, does that mean do I put a sheet mask on? Like what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. For me, sometimes self-care, like I said, going to Rocco's, having four margaritas with the girls yeah. in the days and the days. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, but I also can get into that same trap where it's like I'm reading like self-help books and all this stuff. And then I'm like, hold on, am I having fun? I always have to check on my, with myself. Am I having fun? If I'm not having fun anymore, I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a break. Why am I, I say this all the time. Why the fuck are we here if we're not here to have fun? So why are we we here? No, (laughs) I, I, I literally couldn't agree more. My word for the year was fun. Yeah. Because I was like, I just – I want to have more fun in any situation I'm in, especially one that's, like, so fucking boring. Like, I want to have fun even when I'm talking to my accountant. Like, I want to try to make something fun out of anything. Yeah, and you can. You can. Yeah, Yeah. and we get carried away, right? Because we get we go on autopilot, and I'm guilty of this as well. Like, we go on autopilot, and we do our little fucking routines, or I do my little fucking routines that I love. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you need to remind yourself – Like, if I'm not having fun, I don't want to be here. Like, yeah. What's the point? Yeah. I'm bored. I'm also like my whole astrological chart is Sagittarius. I was just going to ask what your sign was. Okay. I love a Sag. All Sag. My whole chart's fire. I have no earth. I'm just like flying in the air and fire. Wait, what's Um, your, what's your big three? I'm a Sag sun, Aries moon, Gemini rising. Holy fuck. Yeah. So you're a great time. Like- it's a lot. It's a lot. And then also, like, I don't know how into astrology you are, but my Aries moon is zero degrees. And then my oh, Sagittarius is nine degrees, which are, like, the two strongest points. So I love astrology. Like, oh, I-, I love astrology, but I don't know the degrees as much. But I am – I your chart is amazing. Like, literally, like, it's like the fire emoji. Like, that is you. I am a, I'm a Capricorn sun Capricorn rising, Scorpio moon. Oh my god! So do you have like um, color coordinated everything? Like <laughs> we got like different pens for different fucking schedules. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I hate that Capricorns get this fucking rep of like it's only money and work. Like, yeah, I love working. I have maybe too much. Yeah, but nobody talks about how funny Capricorns are. Or like, see, this is a thing. I think the I think the thing is, I I wish the narrative was more like work hard, play hard, rather than just yes. like money work. They're cold. They're serious. They're this. I am not cold whatsoever. I'm not serious no. whatsoever. I love working, but I love to fucking have fun. Like it's yes. like it's like the two extremes. I think of Capricorns in my head. I just think that they're like so. I don't think about them being cold or anything. I just think that they're so organized. Like if I I'm an yes. consistent. I want a capricorn. <laughs> you know you want a capricorn or like a virgo, right? Like yes, that's what you want. because they have got their shit together where I don't. And you know? then you are you are the friend I want on Thursday night <laughs> Right, right. I know so we we all have to have our friends that balance us out, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that that even applies to the whole body image thing. Like you have to have friends that are on the same page. Because if all your friends are doing the same, you know, diety things, or like, oh, like, well, we probably shouldn't go eat those nachos, whatever. I wouldn't be able to do that right now in my life. No. I would not be able to do that because it that would be triggering to me. Yeah, it really is, and because you know, you are who your company is. Absolutely. And I remember, I remember me being that person. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, man. Like I I tell my friends, right? Cause they've all like a few of my very, very, very close friends. I also like, didn't really let people know what was happening, right? True. Like I, I kept everything very hidden as much as I could. And my body didn't like, another misconception with an eating disorder is that you're either like so, 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 thin that you look sickly or you're whatever it is, right? Yeah. Or you have this huge transformation. That's not always true. It's yeah. really not. I almost think it's more than likely not true, you know, more times than not. Yeah. I feel like, the, I mean, I think that's just the image people have the second you say eating disorder, they think it's that. And they yeah. think there's only one eating disorder in the whole world Yeah, and there's not, there's many. Yeah. Um, but so that's also the thing, right. Is like, I didn't have this huge transformation. I really, my, my body has never looked drastically different really. Yeah. And so it was in a way it was easy to like, hide right but so i tell we talk about it now and and i've made this joke before where i'm like i am so sorry that you were stuck with me when i was in that season because i was so fucking lame like yeah i would still drink and go out but then i would work out for like five hours the next day right i would you know when we'd go out to eat i'd be like can i get the salad and the grilled chicken and the dressing on the side and i'm not gonna do that and i don't want the appetizer and i'm not gonna do like fuck me literally fuck me honestly I know that's not fun we're not having fun and um, listen I'm I'm not trying to trigger anybody by saying this if you want to do that do it do whatever yes. the fuck you want maybe one day maybe one day I do want to do that because maybe at dinner I want to I don't know whatever my point here is that was my standard every single day And it wasn't because I wanted to do it. It was because I thought I had to do it. That's the difference. That is the difference. And I also want to say back to the intuitive eating thing. Like, and they say these things in the books and the people on social media and whatever, that your body will crave just like normal ass healthy food. And you will stop when you want and all this. And that's true. Like you can go out and have all the like fun food on the weekends but then usually during the week I'm like I don't want that. Yeah, you know same. what I mean? Like you really do you just have to listen to your body which is so hard to do when all the messaging is ass backwards. <laughs> literally <laughs> literally ass backwards. <laughs> Holy it's shit. insane. What to wrap up this little body image talk? What what's a pep talk you would give to somebody who's having a shitty body image day? Oh man. I think just that it, first of all, it happens to everyone mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what size that person is. It doesn't matter what they look like. I guarantee you Kim Kardashian has bad body image days every day. And that's the current quote unquote trend, right? That body, which don't even get me started on that because- it's it's insanity. I was scrolling through um, I was on some website looking at clothes and all the bodies look like that. And I thought, okay, this is the current trend. And then I realized, you know, speaking of quote unquote unattainable beauty, I'm like, this is actually physically on un- they don't look like that. I know. This is I not know. um like humanly possible. We're striving for something that does not exist in nature. Which Well is- La- last year, this got to me so much because again, I think I'm just more fragile in this department and I'm a lot better now, but I'm a, lo- a little more fragile and and I have a very sticky mind. It's like a Capricorn thing. Mm-hmm. My therapist has said to me. Also, <laughs> I'm just very anxious. So when I think about something, when I stick about stick to a thought, like good luck getting it out of my head. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get a BBL. Yes. I'm, I'm going to get a BBL, which again, I'm not shading that by any means. No. I got a boot job. I have fucking filler in every crevice of my face. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But, and if I ever wanted to get a boot, uh, B- BBL, I would, but yeah. I'm saying, that's how it goes where I'm like, I want to look like that. Where like five years ago, I would have never been like, that's what I want. Yes. Five years ago, I would have been like, I don't want boobs at all. I would have gone. Literally, take it out of me. Yes. Yeah. And then now it's just, so you have to be so cognizant of like, that this is actually a trend like it is with clothing. And like you said, I do not knock on, you can do whatever the fuck you want to your body. I, you know, whatever makes you happy. But I just, I want women and girls to know that, it is, a lot of this stuff is trendy. A lot of it is based in, not to get like all deep here, but like a lot of it's based in like capitalism and making money. The patriarchy. Also. Absolutely. And absolutely, there is so much freedom in, the other thing that I really need to like clear up because this is another thing that drove me crazy when I was in this spot is you have to love your body. Like you have to just like love your body all the time. Yeah, no. It's like, no, you don't. All this, yeah. this whole thing about like, I love my cellulite. I love my whatever. You don't have to love that if you don't want to. Like, but you don't need to hate it. You know, there's certain things, you know, I look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, damn, I don't really love that. But okay, here I am. It's fine. There's no, there's no real conversation or maybe it's just starting of self-acceptance or just body neutrality or just yes. being neutral about something. Like I, I, I would look at my therapist every day and tell her I'm never going to love myself because I thought that meant I had to love everything. And I was like, there's yeah. no fucking way I'm going to love it all. So I don't, I'll never get there. And she's like, but who says you have to love it all? She's like, can we just like be neutral about the things that you don't like? Can we just be neutral? Can we just accept it? Be like, here I am in a body. I was like, oh, wow. What what a concept. I never thought of that. Yes. (laughs) And I think we think, oh, self-love has to be that I like, I feel great every day in all my clothes. And I'm super confident in like a bikini, whatever. It doesn't mean that. It just means like, I mean, I love myself. I love my soul. I love who I am. Uh, I love my heart. My body is simply the vessel for it, you know? And I do think this whole like journey to quote unquote self-love or body love or whatever does start in that neutral place. And then you kind of get to the point where actually the other day I was laying in bed, and I was like kind of bloated because <laughs> we did go out the, the night before and I was like feeling my stomach and I was like, you know what? My stomach's actually like really soft. And I'm like, it's kind of cute, <laughs> you know? So you could you kind of get into that head yep. space, but you can't do it from this like, I'm going to be obsessed with myself, you know? I know. It, it's you not can't, a thing. It, yeah. Also it's a pressure, right? It's like, you're putting that pressure on yourself to like love it all and accept and this and that it's like, Holy fuck, man. It's taken me what, like three years to be at a, at an okay point with my body. Yeah. And I, and I, and, but I think the reason why I'm, I'm here now and still working on it is because I'm not like pressuring myself to love the things that I don't love. I'm like, you know what? it's just not going to happen right now. And that's okay. I can still live my life. I think that's the difference, right? Is like, that's what I keep saying to people is like, I let my insecurities stop me from living my life. I let my body image issues and whatever good enoughness, I let it pause my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to do that because I wish I would have just realized like you can coexist in this space of, I don't love this and maybe I'm working on it, but I can still go out on a date. I don't have to like hide away until that part is perfect because guess what? When you get to the point where you think it's perfect, you're still not going to be satisfied because it doesn't even matter. It's not about the body. It's not about the body. It's so much deeper, right? It's fully a trap. You're fully, I think the best way I can describe it when I was in that space was being trapped in my own head and like, and never thinking, I remember sitting on my couch one day in college and thinking, I'm never going to get out of this. I felt the same way. And so that's why I'm saying, if I'm saying this now, anyone, anyone can be in this same place. And I also just want to reiterate also, it doesn't mean that sometimes I don't see a picture of myself and I'm like, oh God, what? Of (laughs) course. That's not good, you know? But I'm going to say 95% of my time, I'm just chilling. We're chilling. And it's free. It's freeing. And I want that for everybody. Yeah. I want that for myself <laughs> and I'm closer it. there, but it, it also, it's like, there's so much more to life than what we look like. And, and I preach that to everyone. But then for some reason, when it comes down to me, it's like, it's never enough, you know, which right, it's okay. It's a work, it's a work in progress, but I want to talk about really quick. Cause we went off on this subject, which I love. Cause I could talk about this for fucking ever. Oh yeah. No, say. I, I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome. Oh God. What, when I say that, what is, can you think of the last moment recently when you felt that? Oh, I feel like it all the time. And I have to remind myself, I think just- Give me an example. Like when was the last moment that you're like, what the fuck am I doing? So it was, there was something happening. I can't remember what it was. Something good was happening. And it's usually I get triggered when good things are happening. And I thought to myself, I just am lucky. Like, I didn't work for this. I'm just lucky that this happened to me. And that, I think, is where, like, I will put my own accomplishments down as if they... Oh, sorry, helicopter. (laughs) Pause for helicopter. (laughs) I'll put myself down as if my accomplishments did not get me to where I am. And I think that that is something, especially as women that we do a lot. It's like, well, like I just, I don't know. It's like, well, actually I work my fucking ass off every day, you know, and not in a, I'm really trying to get away from the the hustle. Like Same. Every day working so hard, but like, yeah, I, I have worked very hard to get to where I am and giving myself that acknowledgement is hard for me. So it feels like an imposter when people are like, "Oh my god, so like you were in vogue." And I'm like, "I guess." I don't know why. Like like I guess I just got lucky, you know? So how how can how can you work on that? How can you work on giving yourself the space to be like, "I fucking know I was in vogue." Like, how <laughs> sick was that? Like, you know what I mean? Cuz obviously there's a line, right? Like there's I always feel like I have to disclaim it, but I obviously don't mean being conceited, like that's obviously right. not what I'm fucking saying, and I hate that even as women we have to disclaim that because yes. Brad at fucking Morgan Stanley getting a promotion would never be like, oh, I, I just like I just got so lucky, Super and it, lucky. he would fucking never, no, and he probably wouldn't even deserve to be at the place that he was promoted <laughs> to, and be like, yes, I am. No, he's just probably white and good looking, and yes. good looking. So they're like bring this guy up, yeah. Ugh. Um well actually so i was talking to my therapist about this last week shout out to rachel she's the best because whenever i get into these sort of spaces like she'll she'll say can you acknowledge so this wasn't this wasn't in relation to imposter syndrome this was in relation to just like you know childhood trauma <laughs> and so she's like can you acknowledge that those events impact who you are today. And I'm like, uh, like, uh, like I kind of, but like, I don't really want to. And she's like, the thing is in order to accept it and acknowledge it, you have to feel uncomfortable. She's like, just feel really fucking uncomfortable. So I feel very uncomfortable with like, my own accomplishments, I guess. I'm just like, "Uh," but I have to feel that to be able to be like, I'm actually proud of myself. Like, wow, I really did that. You know, you're you're worth it too, right? So it's like, I guess it's also, when when I start to feel like, what the fuck am I doing? And I just feel like I don't belong and the list goes on with this, right? I I I know my like self-worth is struggling in a way where it's like I almost feel like I'm not worthy of of getting to the places where I want to go or sitting at the tables that I want to sit at whatever it may be yeah. right so it's also like sometimes we 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 have to remind ourselves like when we're getting praise or when we're not getting praise because sometimes it's even harder when you're not getting praise at all and 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 you have to praise yourself, right? That's even yeah. fucking harder, especially mm-hmm. when you don't feel like you you deserve it. Like, it's like, how can I even, pra- it's hard, right? It's really hard. You have to remind yourself, like, I'm so worthy of these things happening to me. Because yeah. if you don't even believe that, then how the fuck are they going to have space in your life? Like, not to get woo-woo, but like, I love shit like this. Where it's, well, I'm I feel very like, into this. Yeah, well, you, if you don't even think there's room in your life for it, and I don't mean physical room, energetic room yeah if you don't feel like there's room for it how like yeah maybe it'll show up but in my opinion like your reaction to it and the way that you're gonna feel about it and the way that you're gonna like welcome it and keep it there I think that's so tied to like well I'm worthy of this I deserve this because I busted my ass for it yes and that's I think what's really hard too and and that does tie into the imposter syndrome is the feeling of deservingness yeah Yeah. Again, I do think that's another thing about being a woman is like, and this hustle culture thing where it's like, I don't deserve it unless I'm on the brink of collapse. (laughs) And even then I still probably just got lucky. Yeah. Like, and when I say it out loud, it's fucking insane, but in my head it makes sense somehow that like, yeah, I can just work. Uh, and again, I'm really trying to not work like crazy anymore. But um, that like my self-worth depends on how much I've gotten done in a day. And then I'll feel bad if I don't get things done in a day or whatever. And then when the work does pay off, I somehow didn't do it. What? But You know what? There's... The the important thing about this is that you're so self-aware of the cycle. And if you weren't self-aware of it, there's no way you're going to break it or even be able to like approach it differently. So you can probably sense yourself the next time you're even doing this, you're going to be like, holy fuck, there I go again. Like I'm doing this shit again where I'm like not giving myself the moment that I know mm-hmm. I deserve. Yeah, And like call yourself out on it. Yeah. And just, it's always, you know, just being that work in progress and letting yourself be like, All right. I realize that this is still a problem that I should be giving myself the acknowledgement and um, I'm not there yet. Yeah, which is okay. There. Me and it's Rachel okay. are down there. <laughs> yeah. And I love I love that you said that you're allowing yourself to not feel worthy just when you're productive. That's like I I said that in my in the last episode I did was all about like worth, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz I that's a huge fucking struggle for me is basically this episode is just me telling you everything that's wrong with me. <laughs> Oh, like talk about this stuff forever and ever and ever. (laughs) No, but I I often feel the most worthy, which is I'm working on it. Again, I'm self-aware about it, but I often feel the most worthy when I'm super fucking busy and working and productive and grinding. And it's like, I don't want that. Yeah. The other thing I think about for, and this might just be specific to me. You let me know if you resonate with this is like, Because I get to do, I feel so blessed and fortunate and grateful and lucky that I get to do what I love. I genuinely love what I do. I love my work. And so it's almost like I feel guilt that other people don't get to do that. So I'm like, I have to like feel as bad as they might feel in their job to hustle my ass off and be exhausted. Yes. Yes, Because I also don't want to, I don't want like to not relate to people or something like I want to be able to feel, I don't want to feel different than, I don't know. Does it happen to you where, where we're both in unconventional air quote jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Not in nine to five jobs where especially at the beginning, I mean, it's still, but especially at the beginning when I like quit my job and I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to like try yeah. this out and give yeah. myself a chance. I felt like I had to do 30 times as much yeah, just so that I could like, not that anybody was asking me to prove it. I myself felt like I had to like prove that like, I'm just as busy. I'm just as like tired as you. I'm just as exhausted as you just because I'm not a in a nine to five. Like I almost wanted to be taken like my biggest fear in life is to not be taken seriously like that's a fucking Capricorn thing I think yes but so it was that it was like I almost felt like I had to like like prove it and I don't know it's so stupid like these like things that we these like ideas that we create right about yeah well I think that people it's just like and I feel the same way I don't want people to get the like a misconception about me yeah like that, oh, I'm just over here, like right. with, oh my God. With my just doing nothing all day, you know? And so I like I need to prove to everybody I wasn't handed this. I work for this. Da 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 da. And it's like nobody's asking. I, <laughs> I don't won't even exactly I, need to do that. I won't even show guys, like if I'm like i t- I'm single. So like if I meet a new guy or like I'm talking to a new guy, like I won't fucking tell them what I'm what I do. Me Cause neither, I'm like cause I don't. And it's like, why? I love it. I'm so excited about it. I'm so proud of it. If it were any other person, I would shove it in their face. I'm kidding. Obviously not. But like, I would be so proud to talk about it. Yeah. But when it's like a guy that I think is hot that I'm interested in or that I could potentially be interested in, I'm like, I cannot show them what I do because then he's going to think all I do is take selfies all day and he's going to do this and that and that. And it's like, fuck. Right. Right, and it's like okay, you're not even seeing me for like who I am, who like my soul is. You're seeing me, I guess, based on my Instagram and like my profession, which is like this like fear of perception. It's a fear of perception. I hate being perceived. Me too. (laughs) Really, I want to control how I'm being perceived at all times. Me too. And we can't. Literally, it's like we cannot. We the way that somebody perceives you has very little to do with you and so much to do with like how they were raised, where they're from, their friends, what they believe, what they like, what they don't like, their fucking mood that day. You know, when you're in a bad mood and like you're meeting somebody and anything they fucking do just pisses you off. Like it just, you can't, like we can't. It's, It's so hard. Were you, um, were girls like mean to you growing up? Um, no, they weren't mean to me. Okay. I always had good friends, but, but I definitely, I mean, I, I definitely got walked over okay. a lot a lot, and, and that would never happen to me now, but I was so much more reserved and quieter and I wouldn't stand up for myself. Yeah. I I'm, I'm similar in that sense, but also I was just asking that because I also have amazing friends. And I always have. But there was like a time I I went to a new school and I was like the new girl and this was like sixth grade. And a lot of the girls were like mean to me and they would say like, oh, like she's a bitch, like da, da, da. And I was, I just thought to myself, why? I don't know why they do that. Like I have never even talked to them. I'm so nice. I don't know. like So I've always had this kind of like self-conscious feeling like, oh man, or even like on dating profiles, right? I'm like, I have to put pictures where I'm smiling with my teeth because if I'm smiling just with, then I look, I like, look I'm like mean a or something, and I'm not, you know. And I think that I love connecting with people so much that that was such like a wound for me to be like, they don't know who I am, and they think the wrong thing about me. They've got me all wrong. And so then now I, I have this feeling like, oh, I just don't want anybody to get me wrong, which I can't control. I hate, I'll i just say it. I don't care. I fucking hate not being liked. I would rather lay on the street than someone not <laughs> like me. <laughs> it's really hard. Man. But I've also come to terms with like it it still sucks, right? It's, it will still sting, but at least now I can be like, you know what? Like I'm not for everybody. Everybody's not for me. Just the way that right. I don't like everybody. Yeah. Same, same way. Right. Why does that not apply to me? Right. And also it's like, I mean, it, if somebody, I think it hurts me more. I think it would hurt me more if somebody really got to know me and I felt like I was, we had depth and we had like, A meaningful friendship and then they were like oh no I don't like her maybe that would hurt me more because it's like oh shit like I showed you so much of me and and everything right yeah if it's very just surface level or whatever like I'm kind of like well you missed out because you didn't get to know me so like whatever yeah yeah that's a good place to be in too to be like all right I just always have to remind myself like yeah Pe- pe- we all get along with the people that we get along with we choose who we want to follow on instagram we choose all this stuff so you know if people want to follow you or want to talk to you just to i don't know judge you or something like that's on you man that yeah, must you don't want them. yeah you don't want them anyway okay I could talk to you for hours, but our time right. is almost up. So my last question for you, uh-huh. I had so many questions for you and we literally, I think we got to one of them, which is fine because I fucking <laughs> love this conversation. Um, how can you be, I usually ask people what's a lesson they've learned, but I want to switch up what I ask people because I like this question more because it will give you a little homework assignment. Oh, okay. How can you be even 1% kinder to yourself this week? Oh my god, I already know. Because I've been me. working on this. Okay. It sounds dumb. No. But eating dinner at like a normal time. Okay. I okay. the past few weeks have been eating dinner at like 9:30, 10 p.m. And it's like, I don't feel good. It's too late. I'm like. Over, I'm like too hungry at that point. It's just like I'm ignoring my own cues, my own like body's cues to be like, you should probably eat at like six. And I'm like, well, let me take my dog on a walk and then take a shower and let me me send this email and then you know before I know it, it's nine something and I'm like, fuck, here we are again. And it's like I I want to go to bed in an hour, but I just ate like a whole meal, right? And so I think. Just a like letting myself I think to myself that I need to treat myself as if I'm like my own baby. Like what I want my own baby to be like, well starving mom starving like, until nine. Right. Let me just take a shower and then can I do this? And I'd be like, no. Yeah. Like let's take a break. You do that after.
1: I love <laughs> you know, that.
0: I was not expecting that answer and I fucking love it. <laughs> treat yourself like your your own baby. That's that's my that's how I'm going to kind hack my week. I love that. And I'm already telling you we're going to do a part two at some point because I yeah. there was so much of I wanted to get into. Um, but thank you so much. Where can people find you? Where can people come say hi, listen to your podcast, everything? Yes. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Natalie MCM. Um, my jewelry and my art and my perfume and all the stuff that I make. Like, that's we awesome. didn't even get into that. Like, I wanted to talk about so much stuff. Okay. But I love just shooting the shit with the girls. So I know. Um, but at Shop Natalie McMillan, that's my, like, shop one. And that one's really fun. Like, I'm on that one a lot. Um, And then my podcast, My Best Friend and I, we have Am I Doing This Right? So that's at Am I Doing This Right pod. And that was just born out of the concept of – we graduated college, and we both kept calling each other because there's all these things that we're supposed to like. Everybody just kind of pretends like they know, but yeah. The best fucking know, yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> nobody know. That's my biggest takeaway. Like as an adult, I'm like nobody, nobody knows what they're doing. Yep. So we would keep we would like research things ourselves and be like, okay, I think this is it. I think this is it. And then we thought we just need to share this with everybody. I love it. We don't I was, care if you think that we're dumb or like, oh, no, you didn't know that. Like, no, we don't care. We will tell you. And we go like bare bones. Like we did an episode on like a crypto. Record. Oh, love. I was listening to, I listened to, I always love finding a new podcast because I like will let myself scroll. And then I love to be curious later on the, the episode I chose. Cause it's like, you have a whole menu, right? And so right. I'm like, Whatever I chose, like I, I definitely like needed that that day. And I went to the first one I listened to is how it was how to fall in love with yourself, or how to. Yeah. I think that was the title. Yes, loved it, loved um, it. You know what? It was so funny. I was looking at our stats this morning because we had to send it to somebody, and that is our one of our most listened episodes ever. Really? So well, that tells how, me. That- what does that say? What does that say? Like. Yeah, we're all looking for ways to, and we did that because it was Valentine's Day, right? All these like love things. And we're like, okay, but what about? Uh, like ourselves you know what I love from what you guys said first of all I want to now after that that one I'm like I want to listen to an episode on manifestation that you guys do if if you guys have any I need to go listen to that because I know you like teased it you like teased it in there and I'm like okay now I want to hear this I don't think we did it yet but we have to because we're excited so into it that and Corinne um my co-host and best friend she's like She's really good at it. We're both – we have, like, our own elements where we we thought if we combine these together, it's, like, a – it's a perfect formula. Okay, stop teasing. I need this episode. But really quick, I just want to say I fucking – my favorite part of that episode was the email trick where it's, like, you email yourself something, like, a love letter, literally, or, like, a manifestation or something. Yes. But you schedule it for, like, fucking five months later. Yes, I swear. I, I heard that. And I'm like, Oh my God. Brilliant. Like, I love that. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, like, and you'll, you'll forget about it. Totally. You'll totally forget about it. And then you'll be like, Oh shit. And it will pop up and you know, you get to see where you were at then what you're thinking now. Like, no, I love it. Brilliant. I'm, I'm going to binge all the episodes. I loved it so much. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Everything will be linked. Thank you so much come back anytime. And I'm going to make you come back actually, because there was so much that I wanted to get into, but really anytime. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Yeah. Oh my, I had a blast.